Hello and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles. where we start with a random article, explore it, then follow the links and see where it takes us. And this is episode 99. John, what do you have for us? Uh, well, we're about to knock it out of the park with episode 100, so I went and found nothing, because this is a show where we let Wikipedia do the choosing, <laughs> and also I don't care that much about baseball, so I coincidentally uh, ended up on Mike Fox. Ah. Uh, parentheses. Baseball. Hmm. Another sports player, I see. No. Uh, well, okay. Probably at some point. But the thing is, is that right now he's the coach of baseball uh, at North Carolina. In the same ballpark. So to speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he is uh, considered one of the school's most successful coaches, having led the team to four straight College World Series appearances between 2006 and 2009, a fifth appearance in 2011, and a sixth appearance in 2013. Hmm. Fox was named to the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame in 2017. His head coaching record as a baseball coach... 1,332 wins, That's uh, 485 losses, 5 ties. Not too shabby. That's really good. <laughs> Interesting thing about him is his, his origin story is completely like omitted from this article. Really? He, he was born circa 1956. <laughs> They're not quite sure. <laughs> and for somebody who's like not really that old, it's just kind of funny that there's... Yeah. <laughs> There's that discrepancy. It's just like, like just somebody out there has to know. Just look, you have his birth certificate, don't you? You hired yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd know about that. Well, don't ask me about the past. <laughs> just let me teach these kids how to play ball. My article is Furujima Station. And it is one of the railway station mm. on the Okinawa monorail. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not just talking about trains. We're talking about monorails. Oh, we're are, talking about monorails. This is monorail. Southern Japan monorails. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but like baseball just does not cut <laughs> it when you have Southern Japanese monorails. Yeah. It's, uh... that, 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 that wins. <laughs> that wins. We're going to have to add this to uh, a one stroke against Mike Fox's immaculate <laughs> coaching record here because, you know, unlike his birthday, that that the, the, the fastidiousness and precision of the monorail in Japan, mm. that, that's that's appealing. Okay, so which station? Furujima. Furujima. Got it. It's a stub. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't tell me it was a stub. You, I got... Oh, uh, I mean, it looks cool. Well, I mean, we can still go to the monorail. Oh, well, yes, we're going I mean, to. <laughs> so. But, yeah, we, this is, I mean, I literally told you every single thing that's on this article already. And yet I was still sold. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Um, that shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. Yeah. At this point. Um. Cool. Okay, so we can go to. I like how under lines it has Okinawa monorail and Yui rail, and they both link to the exact same article. Okinawa monorail. So, <laughs> I guess it's probably just like the term that the. Oh, I I see. I think I see what it is. What do you mean? Um. Okinawa monorail is like the entire thing. Okay. But it only has one line, the Yui rail. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's probably just categorized under that. I see, I see. So I guess we just go to Okinawa monorail. Looks like that's... Pretty sure. Pretty sure. That's where we should probably go. Because that's the only way to monorail from here. Yeah. Really. And that's where we definitely want to end up. Okay, we actually get a good view Ah. of the cars. So cool thing about this monorail system it's pretty new you think of monorails you think of like idyllic Mm. interpretations of the future from the 1950s and so Mm -hmm. you think oh well now that seems like quite a dated thing this probably is that too not so uh it is the only public rail system in okinawa which is pretty important Mm -hmm. uh and it's the first rail line on the island of okinawa since world war ii Oh, interesting. Yeah, which is kind of cool because you think of Japan as being a place that has bullet trains and all these railways, and mm. then there's this island that's still pretty populous that doesn't have that. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't have that culture except for this thing as of 2003. And they are really pushing the frontier on trains. They were. I mean, they were trying everything. They weren't just letting it sit there. That was our mistake is we never really pushed the envelope. Yeah. Japan. We were just like, how do we get from the east to the west easily? Build a train. There we go. We're done. We're never going any further than that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, like, there, there's been little freight railways all over the mm-hmm. United States, but the the problem was always that, like, as soon as the railways were present, like, cars were, were around, and they were cooler yeah. and more individualistic. So I think culturally, America was just fated to be like, I don't want to ride this with all these other people. Yeah. I want to do my own thing. Independence. <laughs> like, it's... And Japan was just kind of like, all right, well, we'll, ha- we'll have these really cool trains <laughs> if anybody wants to ride them. Oh, everybody in our country about, does because of group How about we build a train cool. in the sky? How about that? And they did. Look at this. This is... You yeah. can have a... I don't know if anybody ever told anybody this, but you can have a monorail on the ground. It's possible. You don't need to have it in the sky. The first person just built one in, in the sky. And everybody was just like, like, oh, that's cool. Let's and do that. Let's <laughs> put it up there. But you don't see many trains up on the, you know, just, uh, just I guess. Just up and up. Is it, well, I mean, Chicago, Philly. Would it be a, Philly. Duo, a duo rail or a stereo rail? I feel like monorail dictates that a rails it's just one rip two a rail has two like a rail is like socks it comes in pairs and mm. then a monorail i guess it would be a bi-rail <laughs> like a bicycle or a monocycle without well, no it's a bi and a unicycle yeah. so a mono and a die hmm. um i'm not sure wow man this is really blowing my mind right now <laughs> why don't i know the answer to this Rails. Because you got a single rail and then a double rail. But the single is mono. Yeah. Single is mono. One. 
So, I mean... Two is just rail. (laughs) (laughs) Two is railroad. (laughs) I really don't know. I mean, that's, that's troubling me now. I always just took it for granted, you know, but I guess the word monorail precludes that there must be a successor to it, and... Oh, boy. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to have to put my, like, uh, epiphany aside for a second here, <laughs> and let's uh, f- f- finish up talking about um, what exactly this thing is. Now, mm-hmm. I've already kind of went over why it's important, and uh, there's only 15 stations right now, um, but there is about a distance of one kilometer between stations on mm-hmm. average. Uh, it takes 27 minutes to go entirely from end to end, and it costs 330 yen to do that, which I'm going to keep talking until I figure out how much that is in American dollars. It's $3. $3 for end-to-end? $3 for an end-to-end train ride above the entirety <laughs> of Okinawa. So, now, uh, does that wrap back around to the beginning, or does it go from one end to the other and then back across? You know, I would hope that it would run in a circle, like just around the island or something, mm-hmm. but I don't think so. I think Okinawa is too big for such a small railway. But I just had an idea for a cool monorail design. Bear with me. Okay, so you have, like, your area of your city, and it would run... Okay, you ever see that kind of symbol that's, like, like circles on, like, the outside, but they're all... It's, like, all connected. Mm -hmm. Like, each circle is connected with the other one. Right. So it would be, like, you would be on their monorail, and you could, like, ride around the entire city. Like, you hit every point, but it would be a closed loop. Mm-hmm. You would always come back to the beginning again. Oh, that'd be you pretty. Know? That'd be pretty. Yeah. Actually, that. Hmm. See, that seems like something Japanese people would be interested. In. Yeah. I think the nation of Japan wants your idea. <laughs> <laughs> they may. They may use it. Well, I mean, this is only one of their monorails, so it is possible that it exists somewhere. Well, not only that, but they're looking to expand it. Like, oh, wow. Your idea may be good because, you know, they're going to build more anyway, so might as well do it in a cool way, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, after lengthy deliberation of possible route options, the Monorail Corporation applied for construction permission for another four-kilometer, four-station extension um, from Shuri Station to Uranishi in August of 2011. Permission was granted. January 2012, with construction planned to start 2013 and revenue operation in March 2019 because they take their time <laughs> and do it right. <laughs> well, there's a list of monorails in Japan. Oh, just in Japan? Yeah. I mean, okay, let's monorails start in Japan. there. I mean, <laughs> there's probably very few other countries that have lists of monorails in them yeah can probably count on two hands the amount of monorails (laughs) there are in america yeah i i can't think of many other countries that have a lot of monorails currently operational we got two three four five six seven eight eight, ten 
10 full monorails in operation. And looks like you got about seven that are discontinued. And other monorails? I don't know what could be other than operational or not operational. But they're here. Uh, they have slope cars, which are automated monorails found in various parts of Japan. Um, they are not legally considered railways. So they're not operational, nor are they unoperational, <laughs> nor are they legally speaking railways. <laughs> what? Um, there's also industrial monorails. Uh, okay, so like non-commercial, just basically businesses using them. Um, Vista Liner is another type of monorail which is not legally a railway. What constitutes a legal railway is my question. I would go and find out, but I feel like that would be boring compared mm. to these things that are neither operational <laughs> nor inoperational and are totally not legal railways. <laughs> Okay, maybe maybe some of these pictures down here. Photo gallery, yeah. May, may. Oh, the Chiba Urban Monorail. Now that is something I want to get on. Look wow. at that. Upside down. It's a hanging monorail. I wonder if that thing has like uphill sections or not, because it looks like it would be like it would be like a little slug crawling mm. along. Same thing with the uh, Shonan Monorail. Look at that. It's just hanging <laughs> over. The... That's kind of unnerving, to be honest. I don't know. I feel oh, like wow, yeah. it's a little. I feel a little insecure. That looks about a little that. shaky. Those cars are a little like misaligned, and yeah, it doesn't look like those are secure on there. But I mean, the rail seems like it's built enough. Oh yeah. I mean, look at those p pillars. The pillars holding up that rail are like <laughs> gargantuan thickness. But the the cars themselves, like I just don't. I, I don't know about that. Mm. Oh, 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 we can see some of the not legal railways here. <laughs> oh, as yeah, well. the slope car. There it is. Yes. We have the slope car oh, and the goodness. Vista Liner both. I feel like I probably wouldn't want to go on that slope car. What is that thing? <laughs> I, I feel like I would need the security of a nice long train on those tracks. Not like that thing looks That's like, like, it's like a, a single cabin <laughs> for one person. It's like a bicycle car. Yeah, it is like a bicycle to the bus that is the actual, the actual monorail. One. Yeah, is that what it does though? Like that is such a weird, weird thing to have like just running around all over the place <laughs> yeah. in Japan. It'd be so weird to see that. Oh, and then there's a Vista liner, and that's a little bit better because it's but it's mostly yeah. just like a train of those little tiny guys. Those yeah, it's like cars. those those little kitty trains that you yeah. see sometimes. It's not really like. Do people fit in those? Because <laughs> I, I see a person... You can see a person directly below the front car in this picture. Mm, and also mm. in the bottom right-hand corner for scale. And it... I just don't... Maybe two people could fit si if they're sitting like cramps. Side by side and holding their breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't really think there'd be too many... Too much room in there, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, Look. I love how I love look at this this photo next to the slope car to the left of the, the slope right now the ruins of the Daishogun station the Heme yeah the Hemeji municipal monorail <laughs> the ruins the ruins that's that's ruins guys <laughs> that's what ruins look like in Japan is it <laughs> looks like really clean well maintained buildings yep now that's a cool idea running the monorail through a building 
So you can stop right inside. Like, that would be great in winter. If oh. you work there or live there, like... Ugh. Dude, Luxury. hospitals. Yeah. Just Forget keep, the keep, ambulance. Right. You just put them on to the hospital monorail train. and a bu- bullet train right to the hospital doors. No no muss, no, no fuss. Yeah. You gotta... I mean, you have people starting and stopping, but it's a train. It's automatic. Well, it's, if it's a hospital, if you... Maybe there's like a 911 button you press or... And there could the be op- like a little like siding the, that any yeah. trains currently on the rails could just be like, okay, just going over here for like three yeah. seconds. And then... Ambulance one would mm-hmm. run past, and that would be so much more cost effective. Mm-hmm. Man, you see, these are the things we miss. These are the innovations <laughs> we miss out on by not having railways in our country. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a good way to go. We should really start getting on this. Yeah, should really put so. Oh, look at that one. The uh, Ueno Zoo monorail is actually pretty cool looking. Because it's a monorail, but the entire oh. rail canopy seems to kind of like wrap around and latch on on the yeah, top. Yeah, I like that. that. That's good. That's a cool. That's a cool design. That seems very secure. Like it's like yeah, this that's not going to derail. I, like, w- I would be it. much more willing to go on that one than the other shady ones that were hanging. But yeah, that that one doesn't look good. But I mean, most of these monorails look really solid. The uh, mm-hmm. one we were just on, the Okinawa, the Tokyo, the Tamatoshi. The Yui rail. Now, that is a solid monorail right there. Yeah. That thing is hugging that rail really tight. Yep. That thing will not... Yeah, that thing's not letting go. Like that. And even that uh, cat... Kita... Kiyushi? Kiyushu? Kita... Yeah, Kita Kiyushu. It's, 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 it's definitely more old, but yeah. it's not bad. And you can tell that thing has some... Um, Real, real durability on there. Mm-hmm. There's a Tokyo monorail across. That one's a little more modern, slightly. It's one of the world's most commercially successful monorail lines, carrying about 100 million passengers yearly. Hmm. There's the Osaka monorail, second longest monorail line in the world. Which begs the question: if it's not in Japan. Where is the longest monorail line uh, in the world? Yeah, I I can't even venture a guess. I mean, unless it's just some American city that was just like, hey, we want to build the longest thing, so we have a, a record. <laughs> yeah, and I could see them doing that. I guess I don't, I don't really have a scope as to mm. how big the Osaka line is. And I, I mean, we do have some big ones. You gotta think like yeah. Detroit's People Mover. I don't know how big that thing actually is, but there's one mm. monorail in Detroit that used to run through the uh, General Motors, uh, what is it, the Bicentennial Center or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is ironic because they went bankrupt like 70 years <laughs> out of their existence. But regardless, uh, they... Uh, have a giant monorail system there. I don't know hmm. how big it is though, and then I, I don't know if the one in uh, I think there is one in Pittsburgh. But I might be wrong. I'm not sure. But uh, I think what we see, I'm torn now though, because now there's too many good options. Well, and we can we only can, pick one thing. We can just go to monorail. That is an option. Yeah, we should probably just do that. That way we don't shortchange ourselves here. Yeah, because I feel like it, from that arc, we could probably find the longest one. Ooh, that picture. Where is that? Brazil. Oh. I would not have expected one contender. in Brazil, but that is a very, very nice looking monorail. Wow. That is 
like really def that's gotta be let's see what year would that be okay I can't see on the picture but it's gotta be within the last ten, five, ten years cause that is really modern looking yeah that's sleek I would not have expected Brazil to bring that <laughs> to the table but it's like the Audi of monorails yeah it's like a luxury monorail. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that was a term. I thought monorails were just kind of <laughs> futuristic in of themselves. But this even has cool. a windshield wiper. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's true. The other <laughs> ones didn't have that. The other ones were just like, they didn't <laughs> the care about the like, elements. Uh, where we need to see where we're going. I mean, we're You really don't. You're in the <laughs> air. You're on a rail. I guess the entire point of putting it up in the air is that, like, nobody's going to get up here. <laughs> so who cares? <laughs> it's perfectly safe. Okay, so with monorail, uh, the term is often used to describe any form of elevated rail or people mover. Ac more accurately, the term refers to the style of track, not its elevation. With mono meaning one and rail meaning rail. How the direct it? quote from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, so elevated rail. So there is a category of rail movement that is elevated, that it's not totally exclusive to monorails. People mover seems to be the, the <laughs> colloquial term for it, though I think that applies to pretty much all trains. I wonder how inclusive people mover is. I feel like that has to be well, like, pretty broad. When I was in... I went to the University of uh, West Virginia University one time, um, and they have a people mover system there in the main city. I think Morgantown, Wheeling. It's one of the two. It's one mm -hmm. of like the only cities in West Virginia that's notable. <laughs> and uh, they have a people mover there, and all it was was just like this concrete trough. And then there was a r car that was entirely robotic. <laughs> and it was literally just—I don't mean like it was a rail car. I mean like it was like a van that uh. had no front or back that was <laughs> electrically powered and then it just sat in this trough and it just kind of went it was on like normal tires oh, and it just wow. ran back and forth <laughs> across the town that was the people moving huh. that was it so, I mean, oh. it, it was elevated though because it was in the, the concrete trough and it was kind of up above the town or what have you one thing I am seeing here that I'm very excited about is maglev. Ah, that perfect. is the rail of the future because that I, I have to believe that is a smooth ride. It doesn't it doesn't touch anything. Yeah, it there's runs no on the friction of it, <laughs> and it yeah. I I mean those things move pretty fast too. I mean obviously they have to because they're eliminating the main point of friction. They run on the lack of friction. Yeah. Point of fact. So, so yeah, I they've got to be running like hundreds of miles an hour. They can get they can get pretty insane, and there is a link to at least one hmm. of those railways in Lenimo. Oh, the Trans Rapid and Lenimo. Hmm. I don't know where either of those are, but I guess we could find out. Yeah. Now, uh, now this picture this is so weird <laughs> yeah uh in the early history oof man that <laughs> that does I would not, not seem get okay that. <laughs> okay so um there is a picture of 
from 1907 of gyroscopically balanced monorail. And it is sitting on the one rail. Oh, my God. That's and like, <laughs> Think, it's a, like, think it's a like, normal railway rail yeah, and then just have one <laughs> yeah. and put a car on it and make it balance. Yeah. Take, take the train, mm-hmm. just move it to one of the rails and just put wheels under the middle of it. And, that's and keep the train here. the same size. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make the train any less wide. Yep. And uh, then put a gyroscope in it and be like, yeah, it'll probably balance. <laughs> like that, that's it, what they it's did. It's terrifying. It is absolutely hor- horrific. <laughs> it is something out of a nightmare. It is a fun house gimmick. It is something that you do not want to step onto because yeah. you are afraid that it will, it, will, it will fall on you and you will die. <laughs> but... Interestingly enough, that is not the first monorail, because the first monorail prototype was made in Russia in 1820. What? This is before we were getting involved in these. Well, uh, how was just building e- regular trains. Yeah. Like, were there even trains then? What's uh, going on? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's the thing. Maybe they did start with monorails. Hmm. Maybe they started with the one, and they were like, eh. Maybe two is better. And then somebody else was like, well, if we just put the one up in the air, everything would be a lot better. Be fine. <laughs> just make it one and make it wider. There you go. Uh, but the attempts to creating monorail alternatives to conventional railways have been made since the early part of the 19th century. Earliest patent was taken out by Henry Palmer in the UK in 1821. Wow. And the design was employed by at Dept. Deptford Dockyard in southeast London and a short line for moving stone from a quarry near Cheshunt Cheshunt Hertfordshire Cheshunt 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 I thought it was chestnut so I glazed <laughs> over it and I was like why is he having such a hard time saying chestnut and I was just like, wait, no. Oh, no. What is ch- Cheshunt? What is that? I'm sure in the UK they pronounce it completely different. Chestnut. It's, they're probably, it's probably just like shunt. shunt. I don't know. It's probably a shunt. They, they tend to drop a lot of letters if it looks difficult. Shunt, located in Herfshire. Um, this was the first monorail to carry passengers and the first railway in Hertfordshire. Um, around 1879, a one-rail system was proposed independently by Haddon and by Stringfellow, which used an inverted Let's just symbol. Say an a. <laughs> yeah, an A A rail. It wasn't it, an inverted A though. It looks like it's, an A. Inverted V. Really yeah, it would be an is. inverted. Inverted V rail. Right. Because the symbol is an inverted V. Right. And so they're saying, I don't know. Uh, it was intended for <laughs> military use, but it was also seen to have civilian use as a cheap railway. Um, let's see. Oh, does Disneyland have a... Oh, Disneyland has a monorail. It goes right to the hotel. Looks like. Hmm. Look at it, just dropping people off right in the hotel. Look at those cars too. Very look that that was supposed to be the train of the future yeah. right there. Oh yeah. And it knew that it. That is very fifties future. That is so fifties future. Well, early designs used double flanged flanged? 
Flanged? Flanged. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Like flangies. Like yeah, fingers. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, single metal rail alternative to the double rail of conventional railways, both guiding and supporting the monorail car. Uh, surviving suspended version is the oldest still in... What? Hold on, let me try this sentence again. It's... A surviving suspended version is the oldest still in service system, the Wuppertal monorail in Germany. Also in the 1990s, gyro monorails with cars gyroscopically balanced, not in the 1990s, pardon me, in the entirety of the 1900s, were balanced on top of the single Oof. rail and they were tested, but they never developed beyond the prototype uh, stage. Thank God yeah, that seriously. photo is absolutely <laughs> horrifying. I would not want to ride in that. Balanced on top of a single rail. That is not something you want to... Just make the rail <laughs> bigger. Stop trying to skimp. You're trying to like save on rail resources, but you're going to have to spend so much more on gyroscope resources. Yeah, like, and... Lawsuit resources. Mostly lawsuit resources. <laughs> Gyroscopes aren't infallible, man. They're they're neat, but they're not <laughs> something you want to rely on for for structural stability. I think the Segway learned that lesson. Um, one of the first systems put into practical use was that of French engineer Charles Lartigue, who built a line between Ballybunion and Listow in Ireland which opened in 1888 and closed in 1924 due to damage from Ireland's Civil War. <laughs> it uses a load-bearing single rail and two lower external rails for balance, so that really makes it a three-rail system, and <laughs> I don't like that at all. Possibly yeah, really. the first monorail locomotive was the 030 steam locomotive. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to bounce over just to see yeah. if we can get a picture of that. There he is. Oh. What a weird looking thing. It is indeed. It follows the the inverted V uh, rail. And that's just really not what I was expecting. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, that. Hmm. Okay. Well, we now we know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a high-speed monorail system uh, was proposed in 1901 between Liverpool and Manchester. But that's it. <laughs> uh, in 1910, the Brennan gyroscopic monorail was considered for use to a coal mine in Alaska. Oh, terrible idea. But that was it. <laughs> the first half of the 20th century saw many further proposed designs that either never left the drawing board or remained short-lived prototypes. One of the first-lived monorails in the United States was in New York City in the 1930s, scrubbed for an elevated train system. Mm. They have uh, the, a maglev section in here. Um, full name, Magnetic Levitation Train. Um, it was built by German Transrapid, and uh, they are highly stable and allow rapid deceleration from great speed. At speed, maglev trains hover over the track and are not in physical contact with it, obviously. Um, having a magnetic train attached to the track would not go very far. Uh, the maglev is the fastest train of any type. Um, the commercial, oh, the experimental SC maglev having recorded a speed of 375 miles per hour. Holy cow, that's fast. 
And the commercial Shanghai Maglev train runs or has run at 311 miles per hour. The com- wait, is so that, you is can that the ride? speed of a, like an airplane almost? It's getting pretty close. I mean, I, I guess like that might as well because it's not. It's using the same amount of friction. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably about the same speed, and that that blows my mind. I mean, yeah. I know planes have gone over 800 miles an hour because that's about Mach, mm. but like that's not like jet liner like you yeah, can that's ride not, on it as a passenger plane. Yeah, that's about that's probably a little bit. Those are probably a little bit slower. I think. Let me. Let me just. Let me just average go. speed in an airplane. Yeah, average speed of like a what? Like a. Seven thirty-seven. Yeah. Average seven thirty-seven speed. Four hundred. It's uh, okay. So. A plane a, is still faster. 514 close, miles. Though. 514 miles per hour. But yeah, pretty like, close, and you have all of the convenience of you know not having to <laughs> lift off and go all the way up and then mm-hmm. green and then go all the way back down and circle, 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 yeah. circle. No. So theoretically, <laughs> you could build a monorail between New York and Florida and get from one place to the other in about three or four hours. Yeah. Yep. And then you just get off the train and you walk out the door and you're in. You're, you don't. You don't go through a whole bunch mm-hmm. of weird stuff. Yep. You don't have to worry about falling out of the sky. You just. You're just yep. there. And that's it. That's it. They could even do like. Well, I guess if you're going that fast and getting there that uh, soon, you wouldn't need a sleeping car. But. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. But I mean, you know. I would still take the opportunity to sleep at 400 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I'd want to be awake the first time until I got used to it. But Oh, yeah. Okay, so records here. Busiest line. Line 3 Chongqing Rail Transit. I don't know where that is. Chongqing Rail Transit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm assuming China, maybe? It sounds like it's a Chinese thing, or Shang- yeah. yeah. Shanghai, maybe. Oh, um, it's also the it's largest. 682,800 passengers per day. It's a lot of people. Um, largest system, the Chongqing Railway tra- Rail Transit. Um, 97.8 kilometers or 60 miles of track there. Longest maglev line... The Shanghai Maglev train at 19 miles. Longest straddle beam line. The same one we've been mentioning. Line 3, Chongqing. Uh, Largest suspended system. Chiba Urban Monorail, which is 9 miles. And that's the one in Japan, right? That was the one we Uh, saw. Yes. yeah, Yeah, that was one of those ones that we saw there. Um... Oldest line still in service, Schwebebahn Wuppertal. What? From 1901. From 1901. It's still there. Still in service. 116 years in service. In Germany. It is a hanging one. In Germany, though, like in the in the country that was, you know, the big bad in World War II, (laughs) their monorail system has been in continuous operation since 1901. And we don't have major monorails here. I think it speaks volumes. That thing was just, just like so. 
<laughs> Two world wars, who cares? Losing team doesn't matter. It's still <laughs> operational. Deal with it. That's pretty crazy. And it's not even like... I guess it's not even like a really super big area of Germany. Mm. But it's a really cool... It's a really cool little uh, uh, thing. They have a 1901 monorail system still in place. Oh, and the Mumbai monorail station... Or monorail... Oh, that the thing. picture, that thing is just as nice as the Brazil one. Very sleek. That's like actual futuristic, not yeah. fake futuristic. Uh, well, of course, this uh, has this this article has many good opportunities for mm-hmm. us, but not least among them, and at least worth mentioning, is the Marge versus the Monorail <laughs> episode of The Simpsons. You mm-hmm. have a link directly to that episode <laughs> in this article. Yeah, they can't not mention that episode. Of course not. That was a fantastic episode. <laughs> Definitely one of the best of The Simpsons. I'm curious to see what this Line 3 Chunking We gotta go to Line is. 3 Chunking. Alright, John King, let's go to John King. Line 3. Line 3. Chunking. Alright. The Line 3 of Chongqing Rail Transit uh, runs from north to south, linking districts separated by Chongqing's two main rivers, the Yangtze and the Jialing. The first phase of the line began construction in 2007, and the initial segment from Langluku to Yanyang has 18 stations and runs for a span of 11 miles. It opened in 2011 with a northern extension from Yanyang, to Zhangbei Airport, opening in December of 2011, and its southern extension from Erteng to Terminus Yudong on December 28, 2012. So Line 3 is also the world's busiest mono, monorail line. Did we get a country like yet on this officially? Oh, uh, I just assumed it was China it the entire actually time. Say on there. Because as soon as it said it Yangtze, Yangtze yeah. I was just like, well, I know that river is mostly, I think, if not entirely, in China. So, but I'm still not... There's still so many stations and names <laughs> being used on here that I don't... Well, I there still are don't a know. lot of stations on there. They just assume you know it's China. Yeah. I'm, I, mean, I don't, Honestly, I don't know if it says... Does it say the word China anywhere... In the article, China Transit, one, oh, one place. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's pretty cocky in assuming that you know you know this is China. Yep. What do you think this was going to be? Look at the names. <laughs> Come on. Well, there are a couple that you know are in China, and there you go. I'm. Th- I mean, this is a very impressive railway just for the mm-hmm. amount of stations that is substantially more than were even considered on the <laughs> other articles we've been on and um it kind of makes me wonder what the heck is a Chongqing? yeah <laughs> like how many people live there? is it close to other big cities what's yeah really i i feel like i have not heard of that I have, city i john king have not heard of chung <laughs> i have not so we got to figure out how to... Well, this, this was only built in 2011. It's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, and it looks like they're still intending on expanding it. <laughs> There's still more down here at the bottom in what seems to be the standard format for these 
current stations lists on Wikipedia when it comes to railways. Mm-hmm. You have a whole bunch of things that are hyperlinks that are valid stations, and then you have <laughs> like uh, several at the bottom that are not valid hyperlinks yet mm. because they're not stations yet, but they're going to be. Don't you worry. Yep. So the thing is, though, is that they've sacrificed uh, the speed of putting these things together for the style factor. Mm. Unlike yeah. the other countries, even Japan to an extent, like this one looks like very utilitarian. Yeah, it's just like absolutely, this is, yeah. This is this is a monorail. <laughs> it's here. Use it if you want. We don't care. Yeah, there's no style to this one at all. No, it's just a train on a monorail, which is still cool. Still oh yeah, I mean, it's not like I would be like, eh, I don't know if I want to ride on that one. It still looks solid enough. It's just, you know. <laughs> eh. But I guess it's there to be utilitarian, not to be neat. Yeah. With with a ridership of that many people, I can't imagine. Uh, I I can't imagine there being more than <laughs> half a million people per day on this train. Yeah, really. I mean, that's like wh- how this this city has got to be like. It's got to be massive. <laughs> Seriously. To just have half a million people that just take this one monorail oh okay so the that 680,000 number uh-huh. is the average daily in 2016 what? it hit the peak number of 1,080,000 in one day in one day where are these people going it's one city isn't it what i think so <laughs> i don't i mean it's well it is. It has forty miles of track. I guess we do so take that into account. It, so if it like goes through, it the suburbs. could possibly cross a decent chunk of China. Yeah, it is weird to me how many, like it just lacks. If this was an article for anything else <laughs> in any other country, you'd be able to get to the country and to the town that it was mm-hmm. the specific thing was in like five times over here. Not only are you stuck with, like, almost no mentions of the word Chongqing, but you also <laughs> have, like, no links to the actual place. Yeah, it's it's all to the railway systems. You can't get to the town from here. Yeah, we have we the, have to go by way of rail. the railway system. We have to take the public transit over to Chongqing. Yep, there's no other way to get there. We have to take the public transit. Maybe that's why so many people ride it. They have to take <laughs> the public true, transit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's... They didn't build roads. They just built a city. <laughs> I guess uh, Chongqing Rail Transit. Yeah, that's where we have to go. And even still... Okay, there we go. Finally. That's, that's okay, Chongqing. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Well, Chongqing, China. Yes. The Chinese chicken. Chongqing Rail Transit is also known as Chongqing Metro, is and it's the uh, metro system in the city of Chongqing. China has been in operation. And it, oh God! Wow! <laughs> Did I butcher that? Here's how it's written. For real, I'm sorry. The Chongqing Rail Transit, 
branded as CRT, also known as Chongqing Metro, is the metro system in the city of Chongqing, China, and has been in operation since the year 2005. CRT serves transportation needs in the city's main business and entertainment downtown areas and inner suburbs. It is the oldest of the three metro systems in operation in the interior west of China, the others being Chengdu Metro and Xi'an Metro, which opened in 2010 and 2011, respectively. So, this is in the west of China. So, the west of China being, like, towards India. So, that is surprising to me because mm. I was under the impression that all of the major population centers in China were on the south, southeastern portion. Yeah. Like, close to Korea, close to Japan, yeah. on, the, on the China Sea. West China, I didn't know West China was a thing. I thought, yeah, I thought most of, like, western, northern China was, like, Desert. not uninhabitable, but, like just not inhabited like yeah. mostly like terrain and i mean i've heard of it in the past but i thought it was mostly like desert or mm-hmm. kind of a continuation of that whole mongolia siberia sort of vibe mostly mm-hmm. like empty and like barren and i knew there was a lot of weird cultural differences at one point in history mm-hmm. they had because of china's vastness that we don't really talk about or think about yeah. land-wise they had a lot of problems with like Muslim extremists uh, hmm. in in the western northwestern part of China, and they had um, quite a few. And, and that was just because the western part of China is essentially situated close to like you know Azerbaijan, yeah, and Kazakhstan, so. and and all of those you know mm-hmm. otherwise just normal Muslim nations. Yeah. So um, they obviously there was a lot there's a big Islamic presence in mm-hmm. in China. Um, well, when Only you have in a, that a part, place though. that big, yeah. yeah, yeah, you can't you can't help it when you have yeah. a place that big and everything's kind of like very culturally entrenched. It's it's something that you don't really avoid. But mm-hmm. the fact that this is, I don't know what I don't know though. Like to me, I feel like they could mean Western China, and it could be like mm. in the middle part of China, which is to say, like <laughs> not too far away from Hong Kong, like west yeah. of Hong Kong a little bit, but ultimately just really close to Hong Kong. Well, yeah, well. I mean, I don't know exactly where the rivers are. I thought like the, the Yangtze ran to the sea, which would be, you know, in the east. Hmm. So, Or maybe it winds around a lot. It must, or something. I'm not really... We, got, we still got to find out. Yeah. But, well, the, yeah. The, yeah, this uh, CRT, the Chongqing Rail Transit... Has four lines and total track length of 132 miles. Not bad for a railway established in 2005. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh man, uh, they are not messing around. Um, 126 stations here, and daily ridership 1.73 million a day. And uh, peak 2.6 million. What's going on? <laughs> uh, but that was December 30th, 2016. So maybe, well, I was gonna say maybe it was a New Year's Eve thing, but China Chinese has New their Year. own New Year, so <laughs> clearly it wasn't that. Um, mm. Huh? Well, yeah. There's a. Wait, did they start planning this in 1946? What? Where do you see that? 
down in the planning timeline. 1946. National government made a plan of high-speed tram system. Nationalist government. Nationalist. That's... Not right. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So they started making this uh, train system. The system was expected to carry a million a day. Wow. Even back then. They were... <laughs> That's that's pretty ambitious. 1946. Yeah, and the train was only supposed to be eight. The train was supposed to be eight meters long, 1.8 meters wide, and have two 35 horsepower motors and a trailer. That's that seems extremely un underwhelming. Yeah. Okay, I just had. This is completely unrelated, but I, well, not completely. I had another awesome monorail idea. Okay, so you have a monorail. Starts out like above, you know, up in the air, mm -hmm. and at some point, due to whatever reasons, you have to go down through the ground and you go underground for yeah. a, pe a period, and then you come back up later. Maybe there's a lake. Maybe you go under the lake or something. Through the lake. Ah, through the lake. There you the go. Cabin. Maglev train, yeah. you just bullet water through the lake. Just go right through the water. <laughs> just go right into it. Just There's no friction. Yeah. Might as well make some. There you go. <laughs> make a big splash. Maybe it would just be, since it's frictionless, it would just move just effortlessly. Like, yeah, it would just... just <laughs> no splash. Well, if you maybe go underground before the water and then pop out like somewhere underwater already, maybe that would work. <laughs> maybe there's a tube underwater. I don't know. The point is that'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. In uh, 1960, uh, a 62-mile underground rapid rail transit system, which links the city center with Zin Zinpaifang. A whole bunch of other names was planned. <laughs> was planned. So they just... They were still planning it at this point. Um, in 1983, um, a seven-mile subway line was planned. Um, 1991, a 34-mile monorail system was planned. Okay. 98, a refreshed edition of the 1991 plan. Total length, about 74 miles. 2003-2007, expanded edition of the 1998 plan, length 324 miles. Uh, 2013, the current plan, an expanded edition. An expanded? I an think expended. they mean expanded. <laughs> no, yeah, they did, but it says expanded right now. <laughs> an expanded edition of 2007 plan, length 510 miles, 18 lines, including a circle line. Um, opening timeline. There we go. 2004 was the first one opened. Man. So they were planning it in 1946, and they didn't open it until 2004. Well, they weren't even... It wasn't just that they were planning it. They were testing stuff. In late 1958, the Yuzhong District Subway Engineering Unit was started 
only to be dis- suspended one year later. So they actually did invest mm. like money in people and resources to get this going. And then in 1965, the Yuzhong District Subway Engineering Units were again reinstated. So they kept coming back to it. Um, it had four units. There were more than a thousand workers in total. The construction was stopped again, though, in late 1966 due to you guessed it, the Cultural Revolution, because, mm. like you said, nationalist, what? That wasn't, <laughs> that's not the right thing. The units uh, officially disbanded again in 1971. Completed tunnel sections were taken over by the Civil Air Defense Department. Mm. So there were tunnels being made, and they just stopped. In 1988, some foreign businessmen <laughs> arrived to start a metro company, and the original completed tunnel sections were extended, but still... Uh, no rail system. Yeah. So you Reminds have a lot of start-stop with this. Yeah. Stella, I'm a foreign businessman. I would like to complete this <laughs> railway system. It sounds exactly yeah, yeah. like that. It's like <laughs> it's 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 something right out of a comedy sketch. It's not even. Uh, and so wow. So this just goes to show you what sixty years of planning can do for a transit system. And as opposed to one year of planning and then scrapping something together. Yeah, that's something, you know, it's not a very good idea anyway, regardless. <laughs> so each line has a visual design theme. Um, hmm. They gave each line a theme about local culture, and the stations of the line have some artworks in the theme. So line zero has the theme memories. Line one has the theme folk. Line two has the theme, Civilization's Journey. Line three has the theme, Life. Line four has the theme, Sister Cities. Line six has the theme, Cultural Characters. Line six has the theme, Landscape. Line seven has the theme, Historical Figures. Line eight has the theme, Old Towns. Line nine has the theme, Cultural Heritage. Everything else is to be announced. <laughs> but the CRT is expected to have eight lines crisscrossing the urban districts by 2020 and the loop line connecting the commercial areas in the urban area. The rest um, of the other eight lines are expected to be in operation before 2050. So they wow. are getting... <laughs> yeah. They they do like to take their time, but that is that a is good idea. That is an impressive plan. <laughs> a very good idea to take your time in this kind of stuff. Yeah. So you can make it as efficient as possible. Right. You want to be effective, but you still want to have room for people to have buildings and not just have everything yeah. be trains. That'd be that'd be very tricky. Okay, let's 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 look at this chunking. Alright, let's go to chunking. Oh, okay. So Chongqing, located not anywhere close to the ocean. It's Southwest China. It's 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 exactly in the middle of China. <laughs> yeah, it, it is not. It's, <laughs> it's in the southwest of China. If you remove the entire western portion of China, then it's in the west. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, it's exactly it's dead. It's it's, dead, it's dead south middle. center, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> so Chongqing, formerly translated as Chongqing. Uh, is a major city in southwest China and one of the five national central cities in China. Administratively, it is one of China's four direct-controlled municipalities, the other B- three being Beijing, Shanghai, and Tianjin. Um, 
Apparently, I just don't know much about China. <laughs> Tianjin is, of course, the city that is, um, you know, it's uh, somewhere <laughs> in China. Oh, it's it's like the north northeastern tip city. Hmm. But um, Chongqing is the only such municipality in China, though. It's unique. It's, it's the only one that's not by a coast. All these other three, they're all on that coast. Oh. So the municipality was created in 1997, succeeding the sub-provincial city administration that was part of the Sichuan province. Chongqing's population as of 2015 is just over 30 million people, with an urban population of 18.38 million. Of these, approximately 8.5 million live in Chongqing City proper. Fuling District, Wanzhou District, and Qijiang District are, in fact, cities in their own right, and along with the city proper, constitute a metropolitan area. So, like, a tenth of the people living in the city proper use public transit every day? Yes. Every day, consistently. To and from work. Like, that's... But I can kind of see why. Like, if you're talking about an mm-hmm. area with that many people... Yeah. And you build a railway there... Yeah. <laughs> yep. That'll that'll happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. The city was founded in 316 BC. So it's it's up there. It's old. Yeah. Okay, what is a demonym? Like a Lancastrian. Like a... Harrisburgian, like a uh, Ephradian, like a uh, good villain, like a, uh, you know, it's the it's the thing people use to describe what you are when you're from someplace, uh, like a Philistine okay. or a gotcha. stalactite. Okay, because I just saw demonym here and it says Chongkinger. <laughs> a Chongkinger. <laughs> Maybe I should get a Chongqing yep. <laughs> and become a Chongkinger. <laughs> you can go John to King, people. John King, the Hi, I'm John King. Hi, I'm John King. <laughs> hi, hi, John King. I'm John King. <laughs> I've come to Chongqing from John King's hometown to be a Chongkinger to make Chongqing the hometown of John King. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I love hate it. Like, I would get really sick of it really quick, but I also really, I, I don't know. It's really fun. Um... So tradition associates Chongqing with the state of Ba, and Ba supposedly established Chongqing during spring and autumn period after moving from their first capital of Yucheng in Hubei under pressure from Chu. 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 This new capital was first named Jiangsu, but in 316 BC, the state of Ba was conquered by the state of Qin, mm. which I believe is the one that you would pronounce Chin and hence China. Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken. That makes sense. I can see that. Ooh, organized crime. In the first decade of the 21st century, the city became notorious for organized crime and corruption. Whoa. Uh, Gangsters oversaw businesses involving billions of yuan and the corruption reached into the law enforcement and justice systems. In 2009, city authorities, under the auspices of Municipal Communist Party Secretary Bo Zelay, undertook a large-scale crackdown, arresting 4,893 suspected gangsters, outlaws, and corrupt cadres. Caters? 
cadres. Uh, leading to optimism that the period of gangsterism was over. However, local media later highlighted the apparent reliance by the authorities on torture to extract confessions upon which convictions were based. In December 2009, one defense lawyer was controversially arrested and sentenced to 18 months in prison for coaching his client to make false claims of torture. And in July 2010, (laughs) another lawyer released videotapes of his client describing the torture in detail. In 2014... Four policemen involved in the interrogation were charged with the practice of opposed illegal interrogation techniques considered by observers to be torture. The number of security cameras increased significantly in the early 2010s to the highest of any city in the world at around 500,000. Wow. That's a lot of cameras. I mean, you have 40 million people. That's true. Or eight, even 8 million people. That's one camera per every... I guess it's really one camera <laughs> in everybody's house, isn't it? Hey, <laughs> you put a couple cameras in the train and... There you go. <laughs> You'll covered. see one-tenth of the, po- of, the, of the population. Yeah. It's easy. Just put them on the outside of the train. They don't see the rest of them. Yeah. Just put, <laughs> just put the tra- camera... Put one big camera on the front. Yeah. One big one on the back. One in every train car. Yep. And then with like 16 cameras. Boom. Knock out half the city. There easy. Well, Chongqing is situated at the transitional area between the Qinghai Tibet Plateau and the plain on the middle and lower reaches of the Yangtze River in the subtropical climate zone, often swept by moist monsoons. So it's kind of a weird, hmm. like, foresty tropical area, but it's, like, still pleasantly, like, uh, uh, humid. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a climate data chart here. The average high throughout the year... The lowest high they have is 50 degrees Fahrenheit. And in the summer months, it gets up to 91. So that's not too bad. Yeah, it's kind of like a little... It's like a Seattle that's somehow in the middle of the land. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. So it sounds good to me. Yeah, I'll take it. Um... The air quality has uh, kind of always been bad, but not like in the sense that you're thinking from China, mm-hmm. like thinking about like, oh, Beijing has pollution fog. No, no, no. Chongqing has always had about 100 <laughs> days or more of fog per year. It's but also not known. No, not smog. Fog. Regular old fog. Uh, it's now known as the Fog City, and a thick layer of fog shrouds it for 68 days Ooh. per year during the spring and autumn. Wow. Uh, there is an old saying in China, probably 2,000 years old, that a Sichuan dog barks at the sun because the sun so seldom appears. During the Second Sino-Japanese War, the the special weather possibly played a role in protecting this city from being overrun by the Imperial Japanese Army. According to the National Environmental Analysis released by Tsinghua University and the Asian Development Bank in January 2013, Chongqing is among one of the ten most air-polluted cities in the world. So unfortunately, it Uh, was foggy before, but now it's kind of smug (laughs) most of the time. Of course, also according to this report, seven of the ten most air-polluted cities are in China, Mm. including Taiwan which is not the Taiwan you're thinking of. <laughs> um, Beijing, Urm, Urm, 
key. A room key. Uh, Lanzhou, Chongqing, Jingyan, and I don't even want to try that one. <laughs> the point is, it's real bad. It's polluted and stuff. Don't go there. I kind of want to see pictures of uh, this Chongqing. It's pretty foggy. It's pretty. It's pretty smoggy. Yep. Yep. Pretty gloomy looking too. Look at the. There's like a big. It looks like. Oh my god! It looks like Pittsburgh. <laughs> Seriously, look at it with the mountains in the background and the rivers running through it. Big mm-hmm. skyscrapers and the little island in the middle of everything. It's Pittsburgh. Yeah, really. It even has the smog like Pittsburgh. <laughs> Man, you see those like pictures of. Uh... Like the super high rise. I don't know. They look like apartments. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's absolutely, and it's really crazy to me how many areas of the city seem to be just like dedicated for people to walk around in. Like, there's mm-hmm. not car traffic at all. It's all just like giant walkways through like really lush yeah. skyscraper uh, filled streets. Like it's you know, so strange that there's so many skyscrapers without any cars running between them at all. If I designed a city, I would put the buildings closer together, eliminate the street entirely, mm-hmm. have a monorail system. You know? Don't do it in the auction. Leave your yeah. car at the door. Yeah. <laughs> you want to come in here? You don't need like a no car, a no car city. Just have monorails and you have them run through all the buildings. You know? Look at this weird. Look at this weird Walmart. This, the, the, you would. You won't notice it. It's. It looks like a ancient Chinese cabin or something. Where is this? Okay, if you scroll down to basically the economy section, there is off to the right. There is an unsuspecting picture of a Walmart supermarket at Nan District. Oh. I think that whole thing is a Walmart, and then you just like see the little sign just kind of wow. like being like, eh. Walmart. <laughs> that is a crazy looking Walmart. They don't try to make a big deal of it or anything. It's the, the sign is like as low as it can get. They like threw it practically <laughs> into the tree line. They were just like, you know what? If you're going to have to put a Walmart here, we're just going to make it look like a nice building. That'll be, that'll be our compromise. Yeah. Ooh, there's a boat picture here. Ooh, That's hydrofoil. Really cool. The Yangtze Meteor. Nice. Looks pretty fast. Yes, it does. It's like a rocket boat. <laughs> and it turns out, though, Chongqing is one of the most important inland ports in China. That's not a phrase you see too much in the modern world, <laughs> an inland port being important. Yeah. There are numerous luxury cruise ships that terminate at Chongqing, cruising downstream along the Yangtze River to Yicheng, Wuhan, Nanjing, and even Shanghai. In the past, this provided virtually the only transportation option along the river. However, improved rail, expressways, and air travel have seen this ferry traffic reduce or been canceled altogether. Thus, most of the river ferry traffic consists mostly of leisure cruises for tourists rather than local needs. Improved access by larger cargo vessels has made, been made due to the construction of the Three Gorges Dam. The, this allows bulk transport of goods along the Yangtze River. 
Coal, raw minerals, and containerized goods provide the majority of traffic plying this section of the river. Several port handling facilities exist throughout the city, including many impromptu riverbank sites. Hmm. I like this picture down a little further. It says, the caption is, bicycling can be a challenge in Chongqing. But the picture doesn't <laughs> seem to match. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't really get it. It, it says, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not. It the picture really, is just a picture of like a it, there's couple a, buildings. There's a road there. I can see it, but it doesn't look like it's like, like oh wow, a five percent grade, <laughs> real real tough. Or am I supposed to be biking up that like brick sticking out of the hill? Yeah, I like don't, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> I don't know what their point is. Here. Bicycling can be a challenge in Chongqing. Yeah, sure. I guess. <laughs> like, is it because of the breathing? I don't even see any bicycles in there. Like, I know. What What are they talking about? Is it because of the breathing? Is it because of the smog? <laughs> like, yes. Anything cardiovascular might be challenging in a city with this much pollution. Look at how smoggy it is. Ooh, tourism. Ooh, they have an underwater museum? I'll take a monorail into it. Mm. There you go. Now, that is cool. All right, I, I just bounced over to this underwater museum. I just wanted to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty sweet. I wish we had some underwater museums. You mean other than like, uh, like the aquariums? Right. Yeah. This is like. This is actually an underwater museum. Oh yeah. So you go in, and then it's under there. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. What? <laughs> what do you mean? What is this? <laughs> wow. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Okay. All right. But that's pretty neat. Yep. We need some of those. Ooh, they have a, the second longest escalator in Asia. The second longest? Yeah. <laughs> What's the first longest? I don't know, but let's see. Can get a picture of this. Well, let's just. Oh, they don't have a picture of the Huanggang escalator. And the links to it contain malware. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, here we go. Google Images has my back. There we go. Does look like a pretty long escalator. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we had come across this earlier. Because I feel like we, we talk about talk escalators. About escalators. <laughs> we did talk about the longest escalator. It wasn't very exciting. Yeah. It seems like a cooler idea than it actually <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah, let's not do that again. Yeah. We've been down this escalator before. <laughs> all right. Well, that's about all there is to say about Chongqing. At least for... At least yeah. until they expand, and <laughs> who knows where Chongqing will go. <laughs> it does have some sister cities. Uh, Seattle is a sister city. How about it? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, As is Detroit and New York. Yeah. I think Seattle is the actual sister city. The other one is just kind of like, yeah, you're a big city. Yeah. <laughs> We're a big city. Yeah. Well, that was the first one. Yeah. That was the first United States sister, sister city, so... Because it was, to- yeah. it was, it's been Seattle all along. It's right. Been Seattle. That's their, that's their spirit city. Yep. So yeah, there you have it. From Furujima Station to Chongqing. 
So, uh, hope you enjoyed that. Go ahead and visit facebook.com slash TWC podcast. Give us a like and follow. Go over to iTunes and rate and review us. And we have the website twc.erictoribio.com. And you can email us uh, twc at erictoribio.com. And, um, yeah, we'd like to hear some of your uh, suggestions for best of articles if you haven't already. Um, other than George, we, George told us what, what his favorite stuff was. He has given us so, everything we, we need. So we do yeah. have a lot. We do have a lot of good articles in yeah, store we, regardless. We do, so. we do have our own list that we came up with. But, you know, we like to take fan suggestions if, uh, you know, somebody out there has uh, anything. And so. rest assured, even what even with what we have and what George has provided mm-hmm. to us, and I, it's going to be entertaining solely because of the fact that we've gotten to quite a few different arenas yeah. in, in this yeah. show, and it has not. It's not going to be easy to tie them together, so it's going yeah. to be an entertaining <laughs> feat. It will be least, pretty tough, yeah. To try, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, our experience having done this as long <laughs> as we have will pay off. I certainly hope so. Yeah. It's, uh, if not, it may just become. Frantically clicking things for hours. On <laughs> yeah, we can um, hope for better, but we don't actually know. Yeah, that will be next week, our hundredth episode, where we will start with a random article, try to hit about twenty different other articles that we've already come across, and uh, we're gonna have to find the path through them all. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. I would like to thank Louis Armstrong for our theme song and Ethel Waters for our outro song. So thanks again for joining us. I was Eric. And I was John. And this was the Wikipedia Chronicles. <laughs>